This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 645 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com, the whole universe of equestrian shopping delivered right to your door. Greetings, Coach Jen, coming to you from the distractingly beautiful Ocala, Florida headquarters of the Horse Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is about those easy keepers in our barns. You know, the ones who put on weight when exposed to the mere aroma of sweet feed. Find out how you can tell when your horse is indeed fat and the best tactics to combat the expansion. It is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning show, episode number 400. But before we get to today's tip, let's hear from today's sponsor, EquestrianCollections.com. Howdy, everybody. Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm speaking to Debbie, and we have our Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. Well, you know, I wanted to tell you that this last week, it was so warm here in Northern Virginia, I was looking for a cool shirt, and I had completely forgotten about a brand that I think everybody needs to remember. That's the Carrots Ventilator Shirts. These come in sleeveless. They come in short sleeve, or they also come in long sleeve. They are so comfortable, and they look so good, and they all also come in plus sizes as well as kids. So we have everybody covered with the carrots from in the show ring to on the trail. That's the ventilator carrots shirt. And you can look at www.equestriancollections.com. In the search engine, just put ventilator. That's V-E-N-T-I-L-A-T-O-R. And have a blast searching the different colors and styles. You know, I know these work because you see them down here in Florida. You see people wearing them all over Florida. My wife has some, and I know she's going to be wearing them down here as it gets hotter and stickier this summer. Yes, and you know, I wear them to work, and then I go home, and I wear them on the trail. (laughs) They're good for everything. (laughs) Yeah, whatever, you know, that material really does work at helping keep you cooler. Yes, absolutely. And the price point is terrific on these. Check out the Carrots uh, Ventilator shirts at EquestrianCollections.com. And now, on with today's tip. It's time for the weekly health report from Horse.com. Fantastic information and their attempt to ruin Glenn's lunch every week. This may ruin Glenn's lunch in a different way, and I'll tell you why. Because today we're talking about obesity. Have a salad, Glenn. <laughs> Have a salad. Seriously. Hey, I lost 15 pounds uh, since I moved to Ocala. 15. Real, did you do that on purpose or uh, stress? I think you know what it is. No, I, you know what I think it is. I think I'm actually getting off my chair out of the office and doing stuff outside now that we live on this little farm. I well, that's, that, that's the way to do it. I wish I lost weight on my farm. Haven't yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, you do that. Salad, Jamie. Salad. Uh, exactly. Salad. Uh, we've got with us Michelle Anderson from The Horse. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. I think it's probably the lack of hot browns in Florida. Do they have those down there? <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, there's not as much yeah. of that big, heavy southern cooking down here as there was in Lexington. 
No. Now, we've also got Dr. Jones with us uh, from Florida Equine. Dr. Jones, thank you for joining us. Good morning. We have to remember there's lots of fish down here, too, and fish is good for the diet to keep weight down. I'm a vegetarian. I'm screwed. Well, <laughs> can't help you there. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of the desert, so uh, you guys enjoy your fish. I'm going to have, you know, <laughs> rattlesnake or something. <laughs> rattlesnake. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, obese horses. And, uh, you know, the this, this really rings true for a lot of people because, my God, people think that, you know, they, 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 they love their horses too much. Do you run into that, Dr. Jones? Oh, yeah, kill them with kindness. And actually, once you point out, because, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not called out because their horse is healthy. I, I wish that was more yeah. common. I called out because there's a problem. And I'm looking at the horse saying, if you would cut back on the feet a little bit, we might not have some of these problems. And they're like, you mean I'm killing them with kindness? And they actually, you know, say those words. And I said, yes, you are. So, yeah, that happens. Yeah, and, yeah. And more specifically today, you know, besides the horses being overweight, um, we're going to talk about what causes them to be overweight, especially this time of year. Um, in the most recent issue, uh, the May issue of the horse, we have an article on summer grazing. Uh, summer grass is coming on, and um, it's, you know, our horses can, the weight can creep up on them or on us pretty quickly. Um, with with the summer grass coming on, unless you live in the desert like I do, and then our horses uh, don't see fresh grass as much as they would like. Um, but Dr. Jones, you know why why are horses more likely to gain weight on these early summer pastures that we're starting to see? Well, you know the spring grasses have the higher uh, sugar contents and starch contents in them, and because uh, they're new growth, and that's what a lot of people don't quite 100% understand is that the the new growth which is at the very base of your grass, is the most nutrient-based area of the grass for the horse to eat. So you got this big, let's say you buy property and you've got a pasture that's just high as the horse's knees or your knees, and you're thinking, oh, look at this great pasture, they're going to eat it, and they don't actually eat that pasture down. They go to the area where the grass is the shortest, and they eat that down to nothing, and you're like, why? It's because that tall grass has lost a lot of its nutrient base and a lot of its flavor. And the horses like to go for that more nutritious, smaller grass that's right down close to the ground. And so with spring coming in, you get that small uh, start of burst of energy of the grass and pasture coming in, and that's where they're going to get their highest uh, nutrient base. Yeah, you know, on my property, we have, we're in the desert, but we have this one small area where we do get some grass, a um, little extra water ends up in that area when we water the lawn, and so we graze the horses there, and they never want to help me mow it and eat the, the tall stuff. Uh, they always go for the new fresh stuff and rip it up by the roots, <laughs> which is not what I want them to do. Um, but so that that's tasting better um, for them, and they, they want to eat that, um, but, but what are some of the issues that eating this high sugar content grass or just, you know, getting fatter in these early months, what kind of issues is that going to cause for our horses? Well, of course, you know, you have those horses that are going to be the easy keepers, as we call them, the ones that can live on air, that don't really need much to uh, to graze on. And those, That's sort of um, like are... me. I'm an easy keeper, too. <laughs> yeah. So they're the ones that are going to be more affected by um, the starches and the sugars in the pasture. So for those horses, you'll either have to limit their time in the pasture, pasture, limit how much they intake on that pasture, or maybe even 
as easy as feeding them during certain times of the days where those starches and sugars are at their lowest point, which is, you know, through the evening and late hours of the day. Um, so you just kind of have to tailor it to your individual horse. And, you know, you're talking about how do we know if our horse is going to be, you know, putting on too much weight too fast. And I always tell people the weight tape is not an accurate weight of a horse because you got to take in their bone density and size. But it's pretty darn helpful for all of us at the farm to just wrap that weight tape around them once a month or once every three weeks during the early season and write it on a calendar. You've got to write it down, and everybody should have a calendar in their barn anyway. Write it on a calendar and say, on this date, horse X was this amount, and then three or four weeks later, take it again and see if there's an increase. Because your eyes will see the increase too, but it would be a little bit more accurate if you can actually see a, a big increase or, or not any at all. You know, Dr. Jones, though, it's just like us, though, too. Uh, it's just like humans. What You talk about using the weight tape. Well, there's something that a lot of these riders use almost all the time, and that's a girth. It's just like our belt. I judge yeah. my weight gain and loss by the holes in my belt, and you can do the same thing with your girth. Absolutely. That's another good way. But some of, yeah, think of it. Some of these horses are pasture pets and maybe ridden once that's a month. That's true. That's true. So if they're yeah. not riding on a, on a daily basis or weekly even basis every weekend, they might have to do the weight tape. Yeah. So let's say that girth is getting a little bit looser. Um, what kind of issues is that, is that possibly going to cause for your horse? I know people are concerned uh, on the early grasses about laminitis. Are there any other things that, that your horse being overweight you know, might cause? Well, yeah, I mean, laminitis is the number one concern, and that, that actually is not okay, they're getting fat and, they, and thus they're going to get laminitis. We see a lot of fat horses don't, don't have laminitis. So you can't just equivalent that. It's what's going on inside their body. So their metabolism is not able to take care of those sugar starches and fructans that they're ingesting through the grass properly and uh, moving them through the system properly. They tend to get stored up and cause this cascading effect that does cause laminitis. Um, and we don't need to get into that today. But the other things you have to be concerned about is, let's say an aged horse, they have a little bit of arthritis like we do as we all get older getting around with that extra weight is a little bit harder on those horses. So you want to consider that issue. Um, other health issues when you have these insulin-resistant horses, which is part of the cascading effect of the laminitis, is those insulin-resistant horses are similar to diabetics in the fact that they're going to be more prone to diseases, hoof abscesses, respiratory problems, things like that. So you've got a, a multiple factor issue when you do have a very heavy, heavy horse. And of course, then you've got the concerns of uh, lipomas or colics on your older horses that are heavy. So you mentioned the weight tape. Glenn mentioned the girth. Um, are there any other tools horse owners can use to monitor the weight of their horses? I also think besides the weight tape, a body condition score of your horse is very pertinent. Um, we, in our wellness program, we have a body condition score as part of our exam, and we see the horses twice a year. So we do an exam twice a year and put the body condition score. So hopefully we kind of nip that in the bud if we tend to see them getting a little too heavy. But the body condition score is huge. I did have a laminitis horse come into my practice a few years ago, and she said, my horse is so skinny, I've been putting the food to it. She took the sheet off the horse. And this horse was grotesquely overweight in the fat pockets area, but you could still see its ribs. All she was doing was looking at the ribs. She did not notice the huge crusty neck on this little tiny gelding and the huge fat deposits above the tail head and the huge fat deposits behind the shoulder. She didn't see all that. She just saw the ribs were lacking and um, felt that her horse was skinny and needed more pounds put on. 
that poor horse, now, you know, went, went down the insulin-resistant so, road quickly and laminitis quickly. So now, what do you I'm do fine. with that, though? Michelle, I'm sorry. What do you do about a horse like that? I mean, you're feeding it and feeding it, trying to cover the ribs, and then obviously, you know, she needed to look at her horse. But uh, how do you disperse the weight to make the horse look better, or is it just something that they're going to, that's just the way their body is? It's partly the way their body is. Um, she does, does ride this horse often. She's a dressage rider, and she rides around four or five times um, a day, or four, sorry, four or five times a week. And uh, this horse was getting fit, but uh, it, it was going to probably naturally have more than just a few ribs hanging for an athletic horse. It's going to be covered up by the saddle, so it's not a big deal when you go show. People are going to turn you in to the local authorities because you're starving your horse. But to you, it's going to be an uncomfortable feeling looking at that horse, but that is a much more healthier state for that horse. And now the I... dressage riders love fat horses. Oh, absolutely <laughs> love. Oh. <laughs> and we, we have, you know, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, I'm a dressage rider, but, you know, I find that I have a hard time <laughs> judging my own horses. <laughs> weight and you know my vet came out recently for my spring exams and he looked at my horses in their paddocks and said oh well it doesn't look like they're having an eating problem and so I, I think they look quite well. that's like telling your wife did your butt get bigger <laughs> I think he was being subtle you know and I really and I don't I I really don't believe I keep my horses um, on the heavier side. I think they're they're very fit and lean. You know, hay is expensive around here. I don't I don't want to you know throw money at them. But you know how how can the horse owner best judge their their horse's weight? Are there any suggestions for that? Um, being objective, Doctor Jones. Well, I think we lost Doctor Jones actually. Oh. <laughs> he just oh, Jennifer gone. So, well, yeah, I'm I, get back. so um, Michelle, you know, I, I'm going to answer your question. I'll answer yeah, your okay, question. Thanks, you wanted to know how to objectively look at your horse and decide whether they are fat or not. Now, here's the problem. Do you have your horse at your house? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, that's the problem is you stare at them every single day, but what you need is a, an outside person that is actually, you know, somebody that, well, like, I, I'm sorry, I keep my horses very lean. Um, they're event horses, you know, the, the, my lesson ponies are fat, but my, my personal event horse I keep pretty lean, and, and I, you know, I'm constantly working on trying to add weight to him because he's a thoroughbred, but I think you need an outside person to come every once in a while, like your vet, to look at him and go, oh my God, dude, this is horrible. <laughs> your horse is so fat. <laughs> Dr. Jones, yeah, the question was, how do you objectively look at your own horse? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I have the luxury of a um, vet assistant that can also come in and step in and say, yeah, I agree or I disagree. So, so I do, I actually do ask another professional or another person to give me their opinion. And I think it, it's helpful. It's, it's like the idea of going to the gym. You're not going to go to the gym alone. Sometimes you need a friend to, to encourage you to go. I think you need a friend to encourage you to cut back on the food or add more grain. Yeah. So yeah. so with my my own horses, I have one that's a a super hard keeper who who takes a lot of fuel, and then I have my warm blood who is a really really easy 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 keeper. When I got him, he was actually um, 
on the edge of obese. Um, and, <laughs> and he barely gets anything, and the quarter horse gets this huge pile of hay, and, and the warm blood has to watch him eat, and it's very sad. So what, what I, I struggle with that because, you know, um, the, the quarter horse needs to eat several times a day big meals, and, and the warm blood doesn't seem to need so much. How, how can owners like me with these easy keepers keep that digestive tract moving in their horses and keep the hay in front of them without them, or pasture, without them getting uh, overweight? Good question. That is a fantastic question because, as you know, horses naturally are grazers all day long. So for them to continue to graze and keep busy is what's necessary for their mindset. And there are some options that you can do. And, of course, the, the newest thing, or not newest, but the most common thing that people do is put muzzles on these horses. And I'm sure some of the people out there listening right now are going, oh, my God, that's so horrible to do the for the horse. But if you look at the alternative, which is laminitis or some sort of hoof abscesses one right after the other or other problems that they may run down the line of having, it, it, the muzzle is not that bad. They still can eat. They just don't take in large quantities in one mouthful and uh, they are getting the satisfaction of grazing all day, which is a mental stabling type thing. The um, <clears throat> other possibility is your quality of your haze and your forages makes a big deal too. So you may, maybe you're doing alfalfa for everybody and you need to back off on the alfalfa and try something with a, with a little less bang to it. Um, but you do still have to balance their diet with you know, a good hay and grain a couple times a day. Um, we have coastal hay here in Florida. I'm not a huge fan of it, but the coastal hay is in the pastures, which my pastures are full of coastal hay. It doesn't provide a whole lot of nutrient base for the horse. It has some nutrient base, but if I, like my old mare that used to be here, she would have uh, alfalfa or a TNA added to her diet in the morning and the evenings when she was in her stall so that she could get a little bit better nutrient base because the bahia that's out in my pasture was decent, but it wasn't as great as... Um, a good grass hay, like an orchard or a Tifton 44, which is in this area. Uh, then the other thing you have to consider is possibly feeding them in, in smaller amounts or have them consume smaller amounts of hay. There are certain bags, um, hay bags, that are structured so they can take smaller bites of hay and they make that flake or two last throughout the day. Um, there is These companies have made these um, boxes that you can put hay flakes in that have little slits where the nose can fit in just to take small bites of the hay and it, it's on a spring loaded and it releases small bites of hay throughout the day for them for those like in a stall or in the evenings if you want the, the hay to last in the evening. Um, there's, there's those kind of options where they have to kind of fish for that um, big bite of hay but they're still getting the hay, they're still getting the satisfaction of grazing, they're just taking it in smaller quantities. Now, I've been looking into using the uh, the nets, the hay nets, the slow-feed hay nets with the tiny little holes in them for, for my uh, warm blood. Um, and yesterday when we were talking, Dr. Jones, you, uh, you know, for me, I, I worry about him getting a shoe caught in it because he's kind oh, of, yeah. you know, he likes to mess with things. And, and I also want his head down, for me, I want his head down when he's eating um, and not eating from up high. Um, so you have a trick that you had heard of um, Yeah, for that. yeah. Um, and it's, it's amazing what the clients have come up to, and I, I love listening to the clients' ideas because sometimes I look so smart when I walk to the next client and say, this is what you should do. But, you know, I steal from my clients, just, you know, <laughs> I'll admit it right now. Um, but they, this one client had taken the hay net, which is, 
you know, a, a concern to veterinarians and horse owners that horses will paw and get their leg caught in the hay net. Um, and some horses have actually eaten hay nets. But um, they put the hay net inside this other hay bag that had a small hole in the center, which I think we all know what that one looks like. And so it made those net pieces cross that hole so they couldn't put their entire mouth through the center of the hole, grab a big bite. They would have to pick around the nylon cord of that hay net and take smaller bites of the hay. So stuff like that, just some ingenious way of getting them to take smaller bites of hay but still get hay out of whatever contraption you make is what's best. Yeah, I thought that sounded super smart. I think that that might be one I might try with Marathon because, like I said, he, he likes to eat, <laughs> but he does need to get slowed down a little bit. Um, so are there any issues health-wise, any risks with cutting back on calories and forage to try to take weight off too fast um, off your horse? Well, there's other, there's other products out there that we've used, um, medicine um, prescription diet, or not prescription diet, sorry, prescriptions that we've used uh, to help horses reduce the weight. But when they get to that significant condition, like the one that walked into our clinic, laminitic, with the big fat crusty neck and the fat pads in the back, the, the faster you get it off, the better, because that fat deposits are causing the big problems. And then after that, maintaining them is, is the key. Uh, so I don't think there's any risk to getting the fat off the horses. It's if you go the other direction and you have them too thin, then you have those, um, those kind of risks of immune system risks like you would with the overweight horse. So your goal is a body condition score of a 5 is what you want your horse to. And believe it or not, most of the time my horses that are heavy, 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 it's because they're weekend warriors and they're ridden maybe once a month. They're just not, and they love their animals and they love their pet and they overfeed them and they're feeding extra treats and maybe some extra of that alfalfa hay to that horse when they go out and visit with them at 8 or 9 o'clock at night and they probably really don't need it at that time. They probably just need to rest, take the night off, and then they can start eating their hay or grass the next day. So riding them more, and, and that's what I love telling my clients, I have to give you a prescription that tells you you have to ride your horse more. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> and I, you know, I ride mine, you know, five days a week pretty intensely, and I can't imagine what he would look like if he didn't get ridden. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I guess I better keep at it. <laughs> so, um, but you, you mentioned the body condition uh, scoring uh, on the horse.com. We have a body condition score chart that can help owners out doing that uh, to recognize the signs that maybe their horse is getting a little too chubby. Uh, we also have a video on there. Uh, if you go into the search bar when you go to thehorse.com and search for body score, uh, it comes right up at the top. A uh, video will take you through how to objectively look at your horse and, and score it with the body condition scoring um, chart. And then we also put put the chart up on Facebook. So if you go to our Facebook page, it's right up there with this morning's posting. So. And I'm going to ask for one more thing. Would you mind putting up the Dairy One Forage Labs phone number so people could look into that? Um, the reason for that is people can test their hay and their pastures at this forage lab, and they can let them know how high the starches, sugars, and fructans are in that in that pasture, in that hay, and they can start tailoring those very overweight horses to better times of the day to graze or maybe change up your hay a little bit or minimize how much hay they take. And I highly recommend people look into that, too. Okay. Yeah, uh, that, that grass is sometimes a little bit like candy. At least that's what my horses think. 
<laughs> so, well, thank you. You guys, thank you very much for coming on and talking about this. I certainly hope that um, I, I certainly hope that that Glenn, were you paying attention? Uh, what was that again? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was having technical <laughs> difficulties here, and actually, Beaker's looking really good because you know he's not getting that uh, Kentucky green grass all the time now. He doesn't have to have his muzzle on, and he's just getting hay here, and now he looks terrific. And now I can think I can feed him extra, and Jennifer won't even notice. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, oh boy. My, my little green patch that I have, I, I have it fenced off, and I started my horses out 20 minutes a day, and I worked them up to an hour a day, and within a week, they started looking uh, even fat to me. So um, it, it oh really, that grass really does something. <laughs> it's something else. It's Snickers bars. I'm telling you, between yeah. the, the green grass and oh, out here in Arizona in the desert, they grow this alfalfa that... Oh, my oh, gosh, what is it to die for? Oh, my God, it's but, gorgeous. Oh. It gets shipped here. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it comes from the west. They get shipped to the east. And I remember seeing it in Georgia going, oh, my gosh, that's such beautiful alfalfa. You know how much I feed to my horses? Zero. Zero, zero, <laughs> zero. Not one horse on this whole property gets a flake of alfalfa. My little skinny guys get some alfalfa pellets. But otherwise, that stuff is like crack to horses. I'm not kidding you, Dr. Jones. I've had some, some bales of that uh, along with my hay pile, which was next to my buckets of grain. And a horse got loose, went over there, and he did not eat the grain. He did not eat the grass hay. He sat there and ate the alfalfa. Oh, it like, is. Okay. It is. It's like I think you. I think your comparison of the Snickers bar is a good idea because it's very high in sugar depending on when it was cut. And I think Michelle, you mentioned it last night, and the fact that your horses get out there and they eat that beautiful grass, and then they're like comatose, and they're yeah, having that yeah. that sugar high and then the drop, like you would after you have candy bar. You know, you you want to just go to sleep, and and they're the same way. Their bellies are full. They're just moving everything along, and now you know they have that little high of the sugar and then the drop off. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my boys, I keep them in separate paddocks, and they play and buck and run and mess around with each other over the fence on their dry lots. And, you know, I turn them out together in this little paddock, and they have yet to realize that they're actually together on the grass because they're so busy eating. And then I drag them back to their paddocks, and they kind of stumble back after they've been out there. Um, <laughs> they're so in bliss. They're in bliss after having the green grass. So This whole segment's making me hungry for lunch. <laughs> and that being said, to listen to more of the Horse.com's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to Glenn the Geek and Jamie putting in their two cents on horse health topics, tune in to Horses in the Morning on Wednesdays at 10 for your weekly fix of the up-to-the-minute horse health information. You can also go to thehorse.com and find the mother load of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget, support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. And they also have really awesome carrots shirts. Today's co- podcast has been brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com, where you can find the carrots ventilator, ventilator jersey, the chosen shirt for Ocala riding, so you know it works. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. 
You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.